Lord, thank you for your presence in this place. We have experienced a marvelous visitation of God. And Lord, tonight we're expecting you to speak to our hearts. Lord, thank you so much for bringing illumination, bringing correction, bringing direction, whatever it is that's needed, Father, as we listen and hear to what you have to say in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you in advance for it. Thank you for signs following. Thank you for breakthroughs following in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. There's a saying in our camp which called, is called precept and example. And what that means is many times in our uh, Pentecostal or Word of Faith type circles, uh, evangelistic circles, there's a teaching that goes forth first and there's instruction. And then after the instruction comes the example of it. Well, we've had the reverse. And God just has really touched me in the last, I think the last three services, it's more like example. And now i got to catch up with the precept. We have experienced the precept presence of God so strongly in this place. My wife described it like there was an open heaven. It was so holy. His presence was so strong. And you might say that we were waiting on the Lord. It was an amazing experience. I trust that you at home were also sensing that. But there's nothing like that. You cannot... You cannot conjure that up. You can't uh, manipulate that. This is not a place of manipulation. This is a place of surrender. This is a place of hungry hearts. That we want God. We've had enough of bad news. We've had enough of being locked up and masked and have the veil on our face. Take the veil off. Get me into the house. Get me into the presence of God. I've got to hear from heaven. I've got to feel the presence of God pressing upon me. Now you understand what I mean by feeling. We don't, we're not moved by feeling, but you could sense God all over us. I have, I felt so refreshed as a result. But now tonight, instead of precept and example, it looks like I have to catch up with things and I'm going to do precept now after the example has been pressed upon Upon us for three services in a row. What exactly is going on here at Heart of the Bay? It's the visitation and the presence of God. Tonight I'm ministering a short word to you, and that's by faith. Everybody said amen. A short word on waiting on God. It's an essential skill for believers, waiting on the Lord. Everybody will wait at some point in your life, and it's not a question if you're going to wait. It's a question of when you're going to wait. And uh, it's also if you're going to wait well. Because you can wait badly or you could wait well. And of course, there's uh, just so that I get this in before I get too far on the clock, I wanted to share, uh, the, I, I forget what they call us, the wife will help me here, uh, where you take the word wait and you make uh, alliteration or something. Acrostic, thank you. Thank you for my, my wife on the front row. So let me just share this little acrostic. So if you, don't for, if you can't remember anything else, remember wait. And this W-A-I-T, are you ready for this? W, the four elements about waiting that's key and central to our discussion tonight is W, who or what are you waiting on? 
Some of us are waiting on the DMV or social security to get back to us. Or how about your kids to finally call you? Or how about the hospital to finally get back to you? Or a realtor if you're working in, in, or how about you're waiting for the bookkeeper or the tax person to get back to you on some transaction? Am I preaching to the right crowd? How about your mechanic to get back to you? Like, how bad is it really? Or how good is it? Like, Lord, please don't let it be a bad news, that noise I was hearing in the car. You're waiting. But waiting on the Lord is not about waiting on someone here in the natural. Because we could wait on people. And I thank God for people like being on hold on the telephone, tech support. <laughs> you know, if, it, it, like Pastor Nancy was sharing last week, she was on tech support for who knows how many hours trying to recover her emails. And I'll let you in on the secret. I did the same thing. Anybody that has sbcglobal.net, beware. They're, they're making a change with AT&T and it's just like, it's a real scare. Not, I don't, not that we're into fear or anything, but we had to, I had to really jump through hoops. My wife saw what was happening and I says, wow. 30 to 40 years of research and notes and contacts, all gone in an instant. You can't access it anymore. So I had to kind of work with tech support. But what we're talking about is not looking to man. You're not on hold with, with, with Apple to see how to get your device to work. We're talking about waiting on God. Now, God can work through people, but the who is so important that you know who you're waiting on. It's not what. We're not waiting on a what. We're not waiting on an anointing. We're waiting on who. We're waiting on Him. It's the first thing, W. The A stands for uh, actively anticipate. See, you could wait poorly by just being passive. I mean, I don't know about you, but when there's a traffic jam... Am I going to go there? I know I have to go there. When, you know, I don't know how you feel about where it seems like everything is bumper to bumper. And then you have this brilliant idea. You're going to take side roads and then you hit every red light. And it's, and you just feel like if you accomplish something because you're going, okay, stop, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. But then that little car, that little putt-putt that was in front of you that was going so slow, you finally get to your destination and then you see the, wait a minute, isn't that the car that <laughs> I was stopping going on the free And you tell yourself, I should have just been patient <laughs> instead of, instead of, you know, uh, but, but, but the, I'll get to that in a moment. That's the I. The A is, is you need to be actively anticipating something. When I'm on hold with Apple support, I'm expecting Watch this. I'm expecting to get somebody that, no, first of all, speaks English. Sorry, that I can understand. You know what I'm talking about. But secondly, that they know what they're talking about. They can help me with my problem. Oh boy, we're going to get into some situations tonight. But it's, it's not wrong to consult with your tax force. It's not wrong to consult with a lawyer and, and have them look at a contract. It's not wrong to consult with a counselor regarding your education. But friends, we're talking about you need to anticipate and hear the voice of God. That may work through that person. And hear what I'm saying here. Because sometimes that doctor may give you advice. 
But is that, is, is he speaking in line with God, what God is speaking to you? The Lord can work through people. Are you listening to me? He can work through people. Like I'll tell you this, the Lord works through Pastor Mark and Brenda when they're preaching the word to us. And our spirit says like, yeah, that's right. You know, that is so right. That's absolutely right. Now, if they said something that was off and I can't remember anything they've said off, thank God for 39 years they've been saying things that were on. But if they were to say something that was a little off, I'd get this little on the inside as, as you would when you're watching TV and watching TV preachers and trying to get you to give a thousand dollars for this little magical rug that you just kind of get this magic rug. You're like, your spirit goes, uh, holy water or special magic uh, sand from the Holy Land or something like, you follow what I'm saying? <laughs> You've got the Holy Ghost on the inside. He's, a, he's an accurate and safe guide. You've got an anointing from the Holy One on the inside. And you can follow that guide. You could follow that leading. But what I'm trying to get at here is anticipation. You can actively anticipate. If not waiting properly is not waiting like, like aimlessly, but you have to have a goal in mind. You have to have an expectation. Where God is concerned, it's your hope. You're actively expecting something good from God, not passively spending time. You follow what I'm saying? So it does involve time. Don't get me wrong. We'll get into what time we're talking about. But it's how you spend the time. Let's go to the I, which means what's going on the inside of you. What is going on on the inside of you while you wait? Let me read the notes so that at least I'll be accurate. What's going on? Are you frustrated? Are you angry? Are you, uh, are you impatient? Or are you peaceful? Are you calm? Have you quieted your spirit? You know, when you wait on God, we'll see scriptures where, where again and again we're instructed to quiet down, be still. I love what Pastor was sharing last Sunday morning. Be still. Quiet your, quiet your soul. Shut things out. Just be calm. So, you know, God is not frantic. And we shouldn't be frantic when we're waiting on God. One of the earmarks of waiting on God is the peace of God. And then the last one of T, which is trust. Are you trusting God? Where is your trust? The Bible talks about some trust in chariots, some trust in horses. But we will do what? We will remember the name of the Lord our God. Now, don't get me wrong. The Lord will bless you with people along the way to help you. Nevertheless, your, your focus is that you're trusting in the Lord. Let's go over those four again. W, who or what are you waiting on? You know, I, I realize that you're, okay, the student, I realize that you're waiting for the admissions office to get back to you whether you got accepted or not. But ultimately, you're waiting on God to open doors that no man can shut. And if God told you in your spirit, you're going there, you don't take no for an answer. You find a way to keep going. Oh, ma'am, you, you don't understand. You can't go in public because you have this condition. Oh, no, she's going to press in anyway. See, I found in my life that faith forces the issue. I'm not talking about being rude, but faith doesn't take no, doesn't allow itself to receive no for an answer. It presses in for healing. 
It presses in for reconciliation. It presses in for that need to be met. It presses in to to the life of God that's on the inside. It stands in the gap and it will not take no. Get your hands off my kids. Get your hands off my nation. Get your hands off my family. Get your hands off my finances. Faith presses and forces the issue. And every case, and many cases that I've seen in the Word, where, where, um, like they let down the paralytic through the roof. I would say they force the issue. Well, okay, they're crowded. You can't get in. Oh, no, no, no. You don't understand. We're getting in there somehow. Oh, no, no, no. There isn't any room. I'm sorry. You can't get in. Oh, watch me. And they tore the roof and then they let the guy down. And God's seeing their faith. Did he say that Jesus saw? I said, did Jesus see? Ooh, I love that. That's another message. Forces the issue. But if we can answer these questions correctly, who are you waiting on? Are you actively anticipating something to happen? Something good, obviously, not something bad. And what's going on on the inside? Have you kept your peace during that period of waiting? And, and lastly, is your trust in the Lord? And I might add this. It, are you trusting His timing? I don't know why it is, but God's clock sometimes is like, takes a long time. I wish it wasn't that way. I wish that it was always, and I, I believe in instant, you know, and suddenly. I like that. And forthwith, and straight away. Oh, I love that. The fountain of her of her blood dried up like, yes, I like that. And, and, and immediately there was a great calm like, yes, I love scriptures like that. Yes, but then you've got the stories of Abraham. <laughs> Let me tell you a little something that I found about Abraham. Hang on a second. Yeah. Abraham waited how many years? I think it was 25 years before something. I'm skipping here a little bit. All right, hang on a second. Abraham waited years. Before Isaac came along. So God spoke the word. Are we word people? God spoke the word. And then it took years. For that to actually come to pass. So let me just skip on down in the notes. Oh this is going to be good. Alright here's one. How about. Yeah it's 25 years. According to Hebrews uh, 6.15. It says that. And so so we're at Hebrews 6.15 in the Amplified. And so it was that he, Abraham, having waited long and endured patiently. So there's the I. It's understood that he waited on God and on the word of God long. And he waited patiently. There's the I. He realized and obtained the birth of Isaac as a pledge of what was to come Uh, What God had promised him. Amen. Now listen, that was 25 years. You know, I don't like stuff like that. But that's the reality of it. Let's look at somebody else. Joseph was... A few tidbits. We know how old Joseph was when he stood before Pharaoh and then he was made second in command. According to Genesis 41, 46, he was 30 years old. Now, turn the clock back and do a little math. He was, that means he was sold into slavery at age 17. Now, let's do the math. He served about 11 years in Potiphar's house. Well, how do you do the math? Well, according to what biblical record we have, 
He served a certain period of time. He ended up in jail and was about two years in prison. So then we're talking approximately 11 years in Potiphar house and in prison at least two years because Genesis 41 one tells us that two years had passed since he interpreted the king's servant's dreams before being called up to stand before Pharaoh. So we're talking about how many years total? 13 years. And sometimes, you know, we want something to happen yesterday, but I thought you were a faith preacher, man. Like, I believe now and all that. You know, God is lining some things up. I said, God is lining some things up. And God is looking for someone that's willing to drink the cup of obedience. Ooh, is that a dirty word? I don't know how many left. Is, that, is obedience a dirty word around here? Drink the cup of obedience so that he could walk out the plan of God. And then you see what happened because he had an excellent spirit. You see, Joseph did all of the four qualifications for waiting properly. Number one, he must have waited on God and the promise of God about what was going to happen. He knew he was a covenant young man at 17 years of age, betrayed by his family. But he kept his heart right. He starts to serve a stranger in a strange land. And he does service unto him as unto God. Are you listening to me? And then he gets accused of something he did not do and gets thrown into prison. But still he keeps a good attitude. He still keeps waiting on God. He has an expectation and anticipation that one day something big is going to happen in his life. Amen. That he is going, God is going to promote him somehow, some way. Friend, God is going to promote you some way, somehow, one day, you, that's right, you in the nasty now and now. God is going to come through for you and fulfill his good word and promise to you. Anticipation, expectation. And then I stand for what was going on inside of Joseph. Instead of being bitter and feeling traumatized because his brothers betrayed him. And because he was lonely in a strange land. All the more it seems he pressed into God. All the more he lived by the precepts and presence of his heavenly father. Hallelujah. And then how about, so that's what was going on on the inside. I believe he had peace. So God's favor could work on him. And then where T is concerned, he trusted God in the timing. Now I want to read something to you from Psalm 105 in the New Living Translation, verse 17 through 19. First, I'm going to give you the summary. He was 30 years old when he was made overseer of Egypt. He was 39 when his brothers first came to Egypt during the famine. He was about 41 years old when his brothers returned with his father Jacob. And he was about 110 when he finally uh, crossed over and went to glory for his reward. The summary is that Joseph waited patiently and endured 13 years of testing and trial before stepping into the destiny that God had prepared for him. 
And it wasn't just for him. Listen to how he gave the synopsis once his brothers came. There was no bitterness in his life. Listen to this. Well, you know, it's Psalms 50. We'll get to it. Psalms 105. Start with there if it's up on the screen. Then he sent someone to Egypt ahead of them. Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with fetters and placed his neck in an iron collar. Until the time came. Everybody say, until the time. Until the time. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams. The Lord tested Joseph's character. But friends, look how he came up shining because he was made of the right stuff, just like you are made of the right stuff. Genesis 50 and verse 20, how does he answer his brothers? He said, as for you, amplified version, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are this day. Who knows? But what the mess that you're experiencing, the pain, the discomfort, the agony that you're enduring, the hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, who knows? But that isn't uh, the premise or that is a precursor that many people will follow in your wake as you obey God for what you're doing. That you are not going to lose your testimony when it got rough. Hallelujah. That you're still open for business. Even when everything was against you. Hallelujah. Thank God for His Word. Look at the, the Living Bible. Joseph's conclusion. As far as I'm concerned, God turned into good what you meant for evil. For He brought me to this high position I have today so I could save the lives of many people. He had somebody else on his mind. If you're going to walk the real Christian life, you don't just have you on your mind. You have other people on your mind. You realize that the decisions that you make affect other people. It isn't just so that you could have a good life here on the earth. It's so that you can step out and be a witness for Christ. And bring many sons to glory to follow in your wake. Hallelujah. Now I wish character development would, it would not involve a fiery furnace. Or a lion's den. Or a dead end. Or a dry wilderness. Or a difficult co-worker, or a mean neighbor, or betrayal by a friend, or legal action against you, or false accusation. But if we learn to wait upon the Lord and wait well, you will not be ashamed. He will always pull you through. Somebody said amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let me just go back a little bit. I skipped ahead, but I want to go back to... uh, a few things in Psalms 27, verse 13 through 14, for my friends in high places. In the King James Version, I had fainted or I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Followed right after that with, look at what verse 14 says. What, what does it say? Wait on the Lord and be of good it did not say wait on the stimulus check it did not say wait till this election it didn't say wait until your rich uncle comes to visit wait until you get your lucky number at the lotto that's not what it said it says wait on 
the Lord and be of good courage. And who's going to strengthen your heart? He will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Look what it says in the Amplified Version, that same scripture. And I hope, I hope that in the next few moments, you're going to help savor this. You know, uh, if you've ever gone to enjoy a real gourmet meal, it seems a crime to just wolf it down. <laughs> like, okay, there you go. It's gone. Like, whoa, you, you, didn't even, you just swallowed that. You didn't even take time to savor it. We want to savor the word tonight. Just take a few seconds, a few minutes here to savor this. So we're going in, in the amplified version of the same thing, of the classic. What, what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? That, my friends, is the A, the anticipation and the expectation of something to happen. We must never lose our anticipation that God is good and that He's coming through for us. We must never lose that quality about us, that passion for Him. And notice what it says. It says, I, Had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living... Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I have about, uh, about five or six of these in different translations. Just little different hues. Are you ready to have a little taste? Little samplers are going out. Little, little pass it around, okay? Are you going to pass it around or what? Okay, here we go. In the New International Version, 37.7a, it says, Be still before the Lord. That's interesting. We need to learn, like, we're too busy, we're too distracted, there's too much going on. It says, be still before the Lord. How about that? It says, and wait patiently for Him. Of course, it says, do not fret when people succeed in their ways and when they carry out wicked schemes. Forget all the things that you hear, all the bad things that you hear. If there's a bunch of car break-ins in your neighborhood and they're, they're exploding a whole bunch of fireworks, you could hardly get... Forget about that. Just don't, don't even pay attention to that. Keep your eye on Jesus. Keep it on the Father. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at what it says as we're... Sa- Are you savoring with me? Say yes, somebody. The Passion Translation says, quiet... Your heart in His presence. We did that in the last like three services. I don't know if you could see that, but there was it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It was this visitation that came down on us. It was so holy. We didn't want to do anything to distract or anything to cause Him to be grieved. And you know, you can also wait on the Lord that way. Quiet your heart in His presence. We need to not be so nervous, like, oh, something has to happen. Somebody has to jump up and prophesy something. Well, you know, why don't we just learn how to be quiet before the Lord? Hallelujah. Look at what it says in the Amplified Version. Be still and rest. I saw a lot of people going like this with their eyes closed. Just, we should just do that right now. Just... Do you some good just to... You're completely, absolutely safe. Loved absolutely unconditionally. Just breathe that in. 
Oh, the peace of God. Be still and rest in the Lord. Wait for Him and patiently lean yourself on Him. In the New Living Translation, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. Friends, I realize that a lot of times there's things that we could do. I know that you're a smart bunch. You're all very resourceful individuals. We have some very, very talented people. We have some real smart people in our church family. You all are awesome. But I want you to know, I'm at least half as smart as you are. And when a transaction goes south, like when I went to ship four boxes, just is very simple. I get a freight company. I ship four boxes. I label them. I pay the fee. I get a door-to-door pickup. And all of a sudden... 237 pounds worth of goods disappears into thin air. Like, really? What about all the tracking numbers? I checked all the tracking numbers. They said, yup, it's here. No, no, sorry, it went there. Wait, wait a minute, it went someplace else. No, on the other hand, I think it went somewhere else. Where's my stuff? Excuse me, this is, this is 2021. Like, we got computers, we got tracking. Like, what in the world? They lost it. But then... I, you know, you're, I'm at least half as intelligent as you are, half as resourceful. So I started checking the tracking. I, I, I felt, okay, I called this city, I called that city, I called this supervisor. I had these people say, well, we're just going to escalate this to management. Oh, that's really good. Kept a real sweet attitude. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You know, after about 10 of those kind of phone calls where they said, whoops, it's not here. I think it's in Minnesota. Oh, no, wait a minute. Is it? Is it in? It's in Kansas. That's where it is. It's in Kansas. Kansas? Like, what? And it's, no, it's in Minnesota. What? <laughs> I, fi- I finally got on the inside track and says, okay, I really got it now. I have the general, the person that's the top of the food chain in Minnesota. I reached them, nothing. I heard nothing back. I'm like, where's my stuff? But see, I'm at least half as resourceful as you are. So I reached out to them again. And they said, well, we're sorry we lost it. You're going to have to file a claim. I says, oh, jeez. I got over the, the frustration of losing the stuff. So I wrote out a claim. And you, if you know me, I'm very detailed. I heard you laugh, Jane. I put enough stuff in that report to make their, their head spin. Page after page after page after page of documentation. Receipts, pictures, the whole thing. And they say, okay, you're going to have to wait for 60 days and we'll get back to you. says, okay, so I'm patiently waiting. I'm anticipating. All right, here we go. All right, well, I hate to do that, but at least I'll get my insurance out of it. You know, $1,000. Okay, fine, we'll get $1,000 out of it. I mean, if, but I'm still, Lord, please help them find... I get, the, I get the settlement back. They're only going to give me one-fourth. I'm like, what? what? Are, are you kidding me? You're just going to give me 250 bucks? What? So I said, I write them a back. Like, Didn't you look through all my reports? I mean, I'm at least half as intelligent as you are. But by now, I'm losing my patience. I'm trying to hang on to that peaceful state. You know, we're talking about waiting on the Lord. But I want you to learn a lesson through this little embarrassing scenario. So I write them and I'm, I'm really nice and finally getting a little less nice and then less nice and I say, I demand that you 
<laughs> review this, and anything less merits legal action on my part. <laughs> Send. <laughs> so I didn't hear from him. So I said, okay, fine. I have a, I have a lawyer on retainer. I'm going to call the legal firm. I'll show them. Mm-hmm. I know how to move them. I call the legal firm. The lawyer says, oh, we can't represent you. What? What, what, what do you mean you can't represent? Sorry, we don't. I said, wait a minute. I have, I haven't paid up at least 30 hours of representation. No, we can't, we can't represent you. are like, what? I have, you mean, so I have to, I can't, I can't be a plaintiff. I have to be a defendant. What? And so I finally, I, now I'm really, Pastor Tom has lost his peace. Oh, Lord, pray for my wife. Oh, <laughs> is this right? And finally, you know, I, I said, I finally came to that place where I needed to wait. After you've done everything you could do, you've pushed every button, you've pulled every lever, you wrote every letter, you brought all the documentation, you did everything you know to do, and now it did nothing. It just went splat. I finally said, okay, I think the only way that I could deal with this is in prayer. Has it come to that? Yes, it really has. And you could ask her. She saw the marked difference in my countenance and everything when I finally said, I bow my knee before God. In fact, I'm probably lying on the floor eating carpet. And I said, Lord, every... uh, you're the only one that could fix this. So I don't know what to do. It's not right. And you know, when you get lost in the red, how many ever been lost in the red tape? That's a curse. And I'm supposed to be blessed. This is not right. And I already, I called up another place. How much would you charge me for legal representation? Well, that'll be about $250 an hour. And we're like, Really? Two fifty an hour? So maybe it's not so worth it, right? And we're like, well, maybe not. So I thought, man, I... I'm going to pray. I went before the Lord and I did the W. Instead of looking to the manager, well, we're going to escalate this to upper management. Well, that didn't work. Instead of trying to call all over the place, I went to the right who. I went to him. And then I said, I have an anticipation that you're a righteous God. And somehow, some way, you're not going to let the devil rip me off. I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but I trust you. I'm so frustrated about this. It's such a loss. It's such a slap in the face. How did this happen? I got a question for you, or rather a comment. We've got to stop asking why. Just get in his presence and start waiting. Is this talking to anybody today? And then I started just being quiet before him. And I I knew that I had done what our pastors have trained us to do. Cast your care upon the Lord. Has it come to that? Yeah, it did. (laughs) I cast it on him. And then, and then, so I did the A, I started anticipating that he's going to fix it. Somehow he's, whether it's in this way, you, I didn't put a stipulation on time or anything, just put it in him. You're going to take care of this. This could have been a legal action, but it doesn't make sense now. 
and all my hot air for telling them this marriage legal action on my part. Oh, I was really eating crow that day. I just, forgive me, Lord. And then the I, I what's going on inside? I got the peace of God. I got his peace. Lord, I hate getting ripped off. Why are these people so incompetent? I does not stand for incompetent. It stands for what's going on on the inside. Okay, okay. So, I, I got to that place of peace. I had to forgive them for such incompetence. And I'd have to say, I think I did forgive them because I didn't go on Yelp and say, they're horrible, never use this place again. <laughs> and then T trust I figured well if Joseph can wait 13 years and if Abraham can wait 25 years maybe I could just put this in the father's hand however long it takes however long it takes let me just be still before the Lord be silent before the Lord and wait expectantly for him be still in the presence of the Lord be silent amen Friends, I completely was not expecting this. I'm having another prayer meeting with my wife. It's Monday. I gave that to God. I'm just going to put it on the shelf, give it to God. And while we're praying, what? An email came. Okay, let's just keep praying, seek the Lord. Later I check it like, I got an email from Express Cleans. So I went and checked it later. I'm like, what? They did... Review it again, and they gave me the full amount. They said, We're sorry about this inconvenience. I'm like, Wow. And I didn't even spend $3,000 on a lawyer. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. It pays to wait on the Lord. Let Him do it. Wait well. You know, we've got to stop getting worked up into a tizzy. You know, it comes to this, God, do something that only you can do so no man can take the credit for it. So that whatever happens and people look at that, they'll say, you know what? That was God. There's some things that need to happen in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your business, in your church, and in your nation that no man can do it. It has to be. God. Getting your house paid in full, paying off that tuition completely. Being able to arise and walk and get full functionality of your body. Those of you that are dealing with uh, physical challenges, it's got to be God. And it will be God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So let's see. Thank you, Lord. Let's see if there's anything else in closing. And I can't do a southern closing because I see the time is getting away from me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. There's a lot in the Bible. Next time you read the Bible and it, you see about things about um, weight on the Lord, you understand that it takes concerted effort. There has to be a change on the inside. You have to trust His timing. And He will always bring it to pass. And you 
will not only be blessed yourself, but you will be a blessing to the people around you. God, we worship you. We acknowledge and know that we are called for such a time as this. Be glorified in our lives, not because of us, but because of who you are. And because we understand that we must be the light. You said that we are the light of the world. That we're not to hide that under a bushel. We're not supposed to worry worry the light out. We're not supposed to be angry and make the light go out. We're not supposed to lose sleep over it. We're supposed to allow the virtue that flows from heaven to just flow through us freely and bless other people. Thank you, Lord, for making us a blessing in our generation, especially now. And we want to thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that all of your promises are yes and amen. Give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Yes and amen. Thank you, Lord.